Welcome back. Episode 16 of the New Rich Podcast. I'm super excited to have this guest. I am your host, RS Plaza. My guest today is Aaron Luden. What's going What's on, up? Aaron? What's up? Eric Hello, Dude. New Rich Nation. <laughs> right? I like that, New Rich Nation. So my brother Aaron, man, what's going on? How you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling great, man. It's 407 day here in Orlando. That's cool. I didn't know that, man. So tell it, tell us what's 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 407. We're downtown. Day. We're here in Orlando. Area code's 407. Today is it's, April 7th that we're recording oh, this. Oh, so 407. It's 407 day. Nice. So it's 407 so it's day. It's a good day. It's a great the day. Sun shining. Right. So it's awesome. something out. Yesterday, I appreciate it, man. You brought me out to the soccer game. We're like two rows back, Orlando City. Um, the weather was a little difficult with us, but it was a good time. So I appreciate you for that. Um, you played soccer growing up, right? Oh yeah. Is that why? Is that why it keeps you so interested now? I, going I to would the say games? that's a, probably a part of it. Was it's just a natural interest in the sport and the game and the progression of how it's went in America. But but I think that the other side is just rallying behind something our communities getting together getting behind and it's fun to see uh the city of orlando growing and getting behind something nice and having stuff to do that's cool and let's jump right in with that and i like that you talked about that the community right um i feel that you're very well engaged in the community and you're community oriented where does that stem from is that something that you learned is that something you strategically do for business or is it a part of you who you are Great question. Uh, it probably comes from my family, uh, probably m- even more so my mom. She's My mom's really involved in the Jewish community. She's always been really community-oriented in general, probably raised us to be focused on the so, power of community. So and uh, so I think it probably stems from that. But I'm passionate about, the, you know, being immersed in the real estate community for so many years, uh, being it from, coming from the direct sales industry before that, and just seeing the power of your circle of influence, I think. You know, they say my one of my friends always says there's your circle is your ceiling. Mm, that's good. And so um, I just really believe that. And so I think that in life, you know, people need to be around the right people. And so when we're helping create a better sense of community, when people are taking a better sense of personal responsibility for the direction their community grows and goes in, then I think that the world that we live in, at least, uh, whatever that is to yeah, you physically yeah. and, you know, in, in your industry or in your local industry, I think the world becomes a better place. Amen. Amen. That's dope. So let's take a step back, man. Who is Aaron Luden? What does he do? How would you sum it up? It's a great question. I mean, I, I don't really feel like that's something that I would answer in a sentence more like who is he and what does he do, but more of, you know, what am I doing right now? Yeah. yeah uh, you know, I run uh, three different businesses pretty that I'm involved in regularly, uh, mostly involved in the real estate world. And basically, I have a franchise with real producers. Okay. So we help connect the top 500 real estate agents in the city with some of the most referred service providers. And uh, we also, the Orlando branding, we have a branding agency working with the real estate industry as well. Does all sorts of branded products, promotional items, gifting, strategic appreciation systems, and uh, and a third that... Uh, We'll talk about another time. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, man, that's one thing. I I feel like you 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 created a niche for yourself, and within your niche, within your community, you've been able to really stand out. What what do you think makes you stand out in that community? Because you're you're kind of like you know we were at the soccer game last night. You know we we're walking around. Everybody knew you in that real estate space. So what do you think makes you stand out? I mean, part of it's just the hustle, but I think the other side of it is. Uh, just focusing on how to dominate and penetrate your market. You know, it, it, when it comes down to knowing 
who are the key influencers, where do you need to be, what types of things do you need to be showing up at, what do you need to be sponsoring, you know, like really taking an audit of whether or not you're being memorable, mm, whether or not good. you're standing out, and whether or not you're cutting through the clutter. You yeah. know, I, I, um, I think that a lot of people really struggle with that today. In fact, I wrote a post yesterday talking about, uh, you know, if, if the, you know that saying, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I really believe, like, if you're not being remembered, if or if you're not being noticed, or if your marketing mm -hmm. isn't being noticed by your clients, which is essentially what we're saying, right? If your marketing efforts aren't being noticed, do they even exist? That's good. That's good. That's dope. That's dope. And let's touch on this, though, because I think one of the things I like about you, and I put you in, like, this box with, with Zach, who we've had on here, too, but, like, the hustle. And you mentioned the hustle. Where does that come from? Like, what inspires you to hustle? Because that's, that's one thing about you. You're a hustler. Growth. I mean, growth, that's it. You know, I'm not content with, I'm not content. And uh, right I never want to rest on the laurels of my successes. I want to keep growing. You know, I'm a young guy. I've got big dreams and aspirations and I keep dreaming bigger. And I think that's really where it comes from is just knowing what it takes to get the job done. It, uh, you know, having come from direct sales, coming from, you know, selling Cutco kitchen knives throughout college to make you know, six-figure income, you had to sell a lot of knives. You had to get a lot of appointments. You had to get a lot of referrals. You had to really know how to turn up your level of intensity. And so uh, for me, I just know the types of rewards you create in this world when uh, you're in the right position and you have the right level of intensity. And so I just don't, I, I'm, I'm impatient about it, I guess is the best way of putting it. That's dope. That's I'm, dope. Uh, so you're pushing forward. Positively impatient. Nice. I like that. Positively impatient. Hashtag positively impatient. So I want to get into a story, man, because we have a cool relationship. And for the listeners that don't know, but you helped me accomplish like one of my biggest manifestations at the time. One of my biggest just was cool bucket list goals. Right. And so quick story. I used to pass this executive airport all the time. And I would say I would literally say the same thing. God, one day I'm going to fly out of there with my mastermind or by myself on business or pleasure. But I'm going to fly out of this airport. I used to do that all the time. And then it kind of like I started to like narrow down the dream to where I'm like, I'm either going to go with my group of friends at this price or because my network, I'm going to get opportunity. Somebody's going to call me to go and I'm just going to go with that person. Believe it or not, you know, it's crazy. Like within a two year time frame of me saying that I get a call from Aaron Luden, who we're talking to today. And, I, and he's like, hey, today at 430. Where can you want to go on a private jet to New York City? We got to figure out how you're gonna get back, what you're gonna do, but the private jet's gonna take us there. So, bro, do you remember that day? Like it's crystal clear, like I oh, do. Of course, of course. Bro, how like, can you forget? Right? Like it's crazy. So I thank you for that opportunity. But man, I just want to shine light on that, man. Like, how do you remember? How were you feeling that day? Like, bro, like for me, it was like you gave me a call. I, I, I believe it was like ten in the morning, and you're like, "Hey, today at four thirty p.m." Let's go to New York on this private jet. And I didn't even like everybody when I tell the story to, they're like, oh, you said yes right away. And I didn't, though. Like, I kind of hesitated. Me all day to say yes, too. Right? Like, well, why, why do you think that was? Like, that, that was that was that was crazy, man. Like, it took me time. But anyways, I, I, I was like, all right, I figured it out. I had family. I had friends out there. I put a play yeah. together and I was like, all right, cool. People don't like doing being pushed outside their comfort zone. That's that's what it's really about. And I think that the entrepreneurs out there that are listening or the people that want to be entrepreneurs, they have to really learn 
how to live outside of their comfort zone. You hear people talk about it all the time, but you have to like literally become comfortable being uncomfortable. In fact, you should become uncomfortable getting comfortable. It's the other way around. People say you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. I think you have to become uncomfortable being comfortable. That's good. Does that make sense? You can't, like you have to start to get this feeling like anxiety, like getting antsy almost because when you want to go create, you want to move things forward. You want to continue to grow. And so I think that it's better to, to be always looking for the next opportunity to get outside your comfort zone. And the more that things get comfortable, the more you should look around and say, something's not growing at the rate it should be, or I wouldn't feel like this. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I've even channeled that energy with like, you know, people get jealous when other people are, are doing certain things and positive things around them. When I see that type of things, for me, I just channel it like, all right, I'm uncomfortable. I don't feel jealous. I feel uncomfortable because I need to get my goals faster. So it kind of kicks me in the butt. You know what I'm saying? Sure. To, 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 to want to do things. Sure. So, yeah, man, I want to like just that jet story. That was a super dope time. And we ended time. up going in the helicopter. Yeah. So Don't forget that. part. Yeah. And we it, landed and we took a helicopter into Manhattan. And it was I, honestly that was a little bit scary, but pretty beautiful and cool experience for sure. And, and, and that's the thing, too, is like sometimes even when we're boldly asking, we're not even asking like that. Like, oh, I just wanted the jet. I didn't have the, like in my vision, I have the helicopter. We literally landed the jet, got on this like crazy six seater helicopter, flew right into Manhattan. I mean, I didn't even know that was on your bucket list. I just happened to call you. That's the crazier part. Yeah. And so for my next question, right? Because to me, that was a manifestation for me. Like I literally, Mm -hmm. that was one of the key things in my life that made me believe in manifestation because I started to read about it a little bit before that. And then as I read it, then I'm practicing it. I'm saying it. And then I see it come alive with something as wild as a plane ride to New York City, where I'm from, where I was born you know, helicopter, whole nine yards. And, and it was, yeah. So that, that to me was a manifestation. Do you believe in manifestation? Yeah, I definitely do. I, but I, I want to say not in like the just woo woo, like think about this a lot and you'll be good. I, I believe that if you think about something enough, you program your mind to look for the opportunities. And when, and I do believe that the world is full of infinite opportunities. So therefore I think that the power of manifestation is very powerful in that if you're looking for the right things, you're able to find it. I remember being a little kid, I'll use an example. I used to find money everywhere. And I believe that I found money everywhere. I don't know what started it. I don't know if someone, I think my parents used to reinforce it by saying, wow, you seem to find money everywhere. But the truth was I was looking. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the ground. I was looking for tokens. Mm, that's that we went good. To an arcade, that is you know? good. That's so good. What I'm trying to say is that just the belief that you're able to manifest something puts you in the right state to make the right decision when you have the right opportunity so you can manifest the result you're talking about. I don't think that if you go see here and sit on the couch and envision yourself, you know, in a mansion being skinny, a skinny millionaire with a six pack in a mansion with beautiful women around you at what, what else, what else, you, you know, right. uh, yeah. you're just going to get it because you're thinking about it. Yeah. You yeah. need to, this, you need to work on yourself. You need to work on your craft. You need to deliver value to the world. And I think that if you're envisioning the best version of yourself, Mm-hmm. and you're working towards the best version of yourself, it's going to keep you on track. Yeah, like like my guy, Albert Einstein, I call my dog Einstein, I have a picture of Einstein, but he he preaches um, imagination, you know, like imagination being one of the most important things. And then I agree, behind that manifestation, I mean, imagination, you have to be the process. Like Jay-Z talked about this the other day. He was like, everybody glorifies the end goal, and everybody's focused on doing the things of the end goal when it's really the process in the time yeah. and the journey and the marathon and the action. Yeah. Yeah. The action. Yeah. And, and even bigger than the action is the sacrifice. 
Yeah. See, there are people that will like think they took enough action and then they go out, you know, like let's say they, they've been hustling, they've been quote unquote hustling all week, going at it. Friday afternoon, they're done. It's the weekend. They're out partying. They're out drinking. They're out eating things that are bad for them, whatever, whatever it is, right? They're not, they haven't put in the real work though. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and they haven't made enough sacrifice to get to the level they want to live on. They want to get good. to the weekend to pretend they're on a certain level so they can get back to Monday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think there's a ton of people out there that do enough to like get their endorphins going. They read a little bit about leadership. They listen to a podcast. They want to feel good like they're growing, but they're not taking the dang action it takes now, to get to their next level in their life. I agree. And, and that's a great observation. Now, what would you say for that person? What advice would you give that type of person that's listening to this stuff? They're, they're, they feel like it. Yeah, good. I, I think they need to plan on a deadline. All right. They need to know, like, I want to get to here by this date and then to start. You know, it can't just be something they talk about. It can't just be somewhere they want to be. I think most people just need per to give themselves permission to go for it now. You know, uh, I, I think a lot of people, they get stuck in wanting to be something someday. They wanted to be blank someday. I'm going to be a blank someday. I'm working on becoming a blank someday. And they don't realize that, like, no one's going to just knock on your door. Nothing, there's not going to be like some sign from the universe that drops down and says, hey, man, you could be a motivational speaker now. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. certified. Yeah. You know, or like, like hey, you know what? Error. You're going to be a great life coach. Or, you know, hey, you know, I know you've been working on being an attorney for a while. You've been working on other people. Now you can go out on your own. Like mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're looking to do, the world's not going to knock you upside the head and tell you, hey, it's, it's time. Yeah, yeah. And if it does, it's probably going to be very painful. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. People that get wake up calls that, you know, those aren't things we all want to deal with. So what I'm trying to say is that right now, if you're listening to this, and you know what the next level you want to get to is you've got to stop wanting to get there and start being there. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And it's funny that this great question. I mean, so like with speaking, right? You know, and a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you become a speaker? How did you become a speaker? We've kind of had this conversation off air, but like, I, I, I honestly tell them, I was like, I just became a speaker. Like I, I became that person. I told people that I'm a speaker. Next thing you know, I'm getting booked to be a speaker. I believed that I was a speaker. So like, what would advice would you have for somebody like that? Like that wants to be a speaker? I'm going to tell you a story. Well, aside from working on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you a little story. So I was actually out. Uh, speaking to the U.S. Army Rangers mm -hmm. uh, or, the, or the U.S. military base, there's a big Army Ranger sign in the background. So honestly, I can't tell you which which uh, people were in the audience, which ones weren't. I just know they're all in uniform. So uh, so anyway, I'm speaking about entrepreneurship to this group of people. And backstage before, I was talking to one of the other speakers, and he says, Aaron, what have you always wanted to do with your life? I said, well, I've always wanted to be a, I don't know, I always wanted to speak and write and help people and stuff like that. And he says, oh, so you're a writer. I said, no, 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 I'm not a writer. I run a branding agency. I have, he says, oh, so you're a speaker. I said, well, no, I have this branding company. He says, stop. Mm. When are you going to tell yourself or when are you going to stop telling yourself that you want to be a speaker and realize you already are a speaker? That's good. You're just a speaker that gets booked less often than you want. Mm, that's good. He says, what are you here to do right now? You're here at this army base to speak. Yeah. He says, yeah. you're speaking. Yeah. He says, so you just need to make the decision that if you want to be a speaker, you're a speaker. if you really want to be a speaker, not just that you are a speaker, but you make the decision to become a speaker that gets booked. Yeah. That's good. And focus on that. And uh, that really resonated with me 
for a couple of things. I mean, I mean, we're talking about an event where, you know, I was sharing the stage with a lot of great people, Grant Cardone being one of them, nice. you know, one of the big names people out there may know since this is going on social and other best selling authors. And, uh, you know, we're talking about Wall Street Journal bestsellers, uh, the guy from Hotel Impossible, all these big name speakers, we're authors, writers, coaches speaking at this event. I'm speaking at this event and I do a ton of speaking. I've probably done a thousand speeches by the time over the years in the direct selling space. Motiva- a little bit of motivational stuff, things here and there, speaking at major conferences, but never like seeing it as my actual business. And just then and there, I made the decision that, you know, I don't need someone to come anoint me. I have the speaking skills. I have the experience. I have the practice. Uh, I, people have even paid me to do it. I just don't see myself as a speaker yet. Mm, yeah, and the only good. difference is deciding that how often or when I want to get booked. That's good. And even just this year, the first seven weeks of the year, you know, I gave seven keynote messages or messages of some sort. And uh, I choose when I want to go out and do more speaking and whatnot. But at the same time, I don't have to worry about waiting to someday be a speaker. Yeah. And that's mindset, right? And to me, New Rich is a mindset. And I talk about it a lot on the podcast as well. With, with the mindset, what mindset do you feel like you've carried out to, to, get, to get you to where you are? And is there this things that you do to exercise the mindset? Absolutely. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you one of the bigger principles. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn says success is something you attract by the person you become. Let me backtrack, actually. Let me go a step further. He says, your level of income will never, your level of income will seldom exceed your level of personal development. Mm, your good. level of personal growth and development, you could say. Because success is something you attract by the person you become. And so what I found is that anyone who figures out in the rare occasion how to out earn their self-development typically gets disciplined by the world. Mm, say that again. Say Anyone that again. who finds a way on the rare occasion to out earn their self-development typically gets disciplined by the world. You know, I was that guy at 17, 18 years old. I made $50,000 my senior year of high school. I blew all of it within a year, basically. And some, a lot of it on school to be mm-hmm. fair, but um, it was gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of assumed it would be replenished the next summer and it wasn't. And lessons. so, you know, it took me many years to get back to the same level in just savings that I had when I was 18 and living at home and didn't really realize how much faster everything was growing. And, 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 and it wasn't even that I was selling any less or earning any less. I just wasn't keeping as much mm. as I got older. Yeah. And yeah. so Real I know that part of that was that my personal development, my personal growth, even though I thought I was on a path, I was on a path enough to go out there and earn the money. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was all growing myself, my salesmanship, things like that time management, but I wasn't, but you're like a container, right? You can only hold the, the size of your container. So if the, if the universe, if the world is raining down rewards on you, whatever that means, you can, you start overflowing at some point. Yeah. And so my philosophy has always been to consistently every day work on myself to every day. Like the thing that I'm counting, the thing that I'm measuring isn't money in the bank. It's not new clients. It's not just relationships. It, it's, it's, am I growing myself? Mm. day over day over day because i want to be able to have more be more and give more that's good and tony that's robbins good. always says that uh, we grow ourselves so that you have some more to contribute and so i think that container analogy we're talking about i want to expand and grow the container yeah that's good that's good and and, and i know i know that that's the type of person who you are man because even when i met you with leadership talks that's originally how we met like we got introduced over the phone. I never met you face to face, but you done, you did so much for the platform at the time 
before even meeting me, you like give me access. You know, I'm I'm gonna share it out. I'm gonna think. So I I I know that your mindset, man. Your mindset has always been been different, and I appreciate that. All right, so this part of the show, right? It's called the power of words. So I'm gonna I'm gonna launch like 15 words at you. You're gonna say the Let's first quick like first two things that you think of. Okay. All right, soccer. You just Let's go. Anything. anything. One story. word. Okay. Perfect. Power. Power. Uh, energy. <laughs> <laughs> Money. A tool. Love. I'm not sure where, where we're supposed to go with this, honestly. Um, I mean, I picture my girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Pain. Pain. <laughs> my back. <laughs> Focus. Focus. Yeah, just a word. <laughs> exposure. Exposure. I would say exposure is important. Branding. I would say like lifeline or the bloodline. Knives. Cut go. Pizza. Delicious. Dreams. Big. Creating. Making. Hustle. Action. Motivation. I'd say action still. All right. So that was good, man. So let's just switch gears a little bit. What advice would you have for somebody like the, the entrepreneur you know, has their idea, has their thing, but doesn't really know where to take it right now. Like what's that next step in those next things that they need to do? Like, or, 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 or even to start out with, right? Like say for last year, I started out, has the idea, has everything, but kind of lost on starting out. So we're talking about someone that wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. That yeah. hasn't started yet. Correct. correct? Cause I want to be clear about that. A lot of people want to say they're an entrepreneur and I, I don't, I not only don't believe you're not an entrepreneur if you haven't started, I don't even believe you're an entrepreneur if you haven't sold anything. Mm, that's good. Because otherwise, good. all you do is have a business plan. You have a, I mean, something has to move for there to be customers, to, yeah. for there to be a business. So that's a, so I would say that the first step, if they already have everything, is to sell something. You know, one of my good friends, uh, she, has, she had started a business. She had been doing business plans with her college. She had sent all these things. She had made the product. She had all these things with a healthy snack company and. I remember one day telling her, you know, you really don't have a business. You just have a product. That's good. That's I said, good. you have a product. And until you have customers, until you've decided to go get customers, you don't really have a business. So let's call it what it is for now. Right. right. Um, she now, you know, has a business. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say that that's one of the distinctions. So I would say that if they're, if they're at that step, then they need to go sell. Yeah. If they're at the step of even just trying to get it started, I think that one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give is just to read more and to go to YouTube University. Yeah, you know, we're in like the most resourceful generation, but people don't even know what to look for. They don't spend their time on it and they don't realize how much more time they have if they viewed their time as an investment. So right now, like if you're young right now and you don't need to be supporting a family, to be doing all these different things you might need to do, maybe your expenses are lower than they would be in the future. They probably are. Uh, spend more time being a student of success, of whatever business you're in, of internet marketing, of yeah. marketing, of salesmanship, of networking, whatever it is, you gotta go read books, listen to podcasts, 
download free stuff on YouTube. Like there's there's so yeah, many so resources. It's so accessible. You can become an expert on anything, but people aren't willing to commit and spend the time and it shows. Yeah. Library yeah, like, card. They could get a library card. Yeah, or like on, uh, I was on YouTube the other night. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see if they have like Harvard classes or Har- Harvard lectures. Like, I just want to listen to that. Bro, I'm on YouTube. I spent like two and a half hours just listening to Harvard marketing ideas and absolutely. stuff like that. So, yeah, I agree. It's so, so accessible. There's nothing you can't learn online. Yeah. And if you can't learn it online, you probably aren't going to learn it anywhere. And it's not the Internet's fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that new rich mentality. you got to go out there, you know, what mindset, so you know. you got to start with getting skills. Yeah. People want to talk. They want to talk about. You know, especially the the younger genera- generation, the Instagram generation, mm-hmm. they want to talk about things they can show in a picture. Yeah. They want to have money and cars and things like that, mansions, whatever, but they don't want to do the work. Yeah, the they process. don't want to go out there and build it. They don't want to be patient enough to build something. And they don't even want to bring the value to the marketplace it takes to get that level of reward. I, I think that's good because it's, it's at, I feel like adding value is so important. And I, I, I had this conversation with a few people recently, but... You know, the more and, and I even seen posts about it this week It's like the more you add value is the more that you're going to get. Right. And it's like a universal law, you know, just just add value, do the right thing. The law have the of right value. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's literally. Value, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, just add value, man. Do more than what you're paid for. You It'll know, be compensated based off the value you bring to the marketplace. Yep. Know what you, you know what you're going to bring to the table and pull up a chair. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like, and by the way, if there are there comments on this, do people get a chance to comment on this? Yeah, 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 you can comment. So, tell us what you think about that. Yeah, that you right now are compensated based on the value you bring to the marketplace. Not everyone likes that statement. Yeah, yeah. in fact, I could think of one profession that tends to disagree with it. Yeah, and uh, and to some extent, they're usually right. However, just if you really look at the world we live in. Now, values determine value may be off. Maybe yeah, we yeah, determine yeah. value yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, maybe, we, yeah. we, maybe we shouldn't pay a baseball player three hundred million and a teacher thirty five thousand. Mm. But the value that today's marketplace dictates is yeah, what it is. That's good. And too. you're paid off the value you bring to today's market. Yeah, your value. So, and, and how irreplaceable you are. Yeah, and, and yeah, because a lot of people are like, oh, you're disposable though, right? Like you're not at like, you're are disposable. you unique? Are you unique? I mean, you. I, I run into people and they say, well, I do this. I make such an impact on, you know, I do speech therapy for children. I make a great impact on these children or I volunteer at this charity and I do this great work for this charity. And the, the, the issue is not that those aren't amazing things and that we don't need more people. The issue is that you're making such a small dent in the major problem that you're not going to be compensated based off the value. You're compensated off the value you bring the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the value you bring the market might be priceless to a person. You're not compensated based what, off the value the you bring the, pro- the person. Problem you're fixing. Yeah. If you completely help transform a person's life, it is an amazing deed. But it doesn't mean that you're going to be compensated with the law of value because the law of value is about the value you bring the market, not an individual. You follow what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And so you hear a lot of teachers, volunteer workers, social workers, people like that tend to disagree with the statement. Uh, at least in my experience. And, and there's nothing wrong. Those are all people that we really need to make huge impacts. However, we're talking about the overall value of the market right now. How much value do you bring to others in a way that helps them be more, do more, have more, and exchange more value? And usually we define that through monetary terms. How many times does money change hands? That's good. We were talking about that at lunch today. Um yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's so good. Shift gears. How many books have you read this year? 
This year, I'm a bit behind. I'm only at like eight. But last year, you read how many? I read 51, I believe, last Dang. year. I've read 50 books or more a year. And I should say read or listen to because I, I do a good amount of audio. Uh, but I only count actual books. Get, uh, at least 50 books a year for the last five years. Now. Nice. This is year six. Wow, that's good. So give the listeners some books, man. You, do you have a list? Or you've read oh, so many? Man, do you I have like a top? All day. Do you I have mean, like a top? Give me, give me a topic. Give me a topic. Um, le- you, that's what we should do. That's what we should do instead of your word game. <laughs> give me a topic. I'll give you the best couple books on that topic. All right, leadership. Leadership. Best couple books on leadership I can think of would be Mark Sanborn. Uh, you don't need a title to be a leader, as well as the Fred Factor by Mark Sanborn. I would also look up John Maxwell. Uh, I mean, honestly, anything on leadership by John Maxwell. Leadership it's Matters is a good one. Mindset. How about mindset books? mindset books a really good one is called the code of the extraordinary mind okay um by vishen lakhani if i if i'm saying his name right uh other good mindset books would i mean uh, uh really good ones three feet from gold but my friend greg reed it's nice. more of a fable but it, it you know tells about mindset it's endorsed by the napoleon hill foundation i know you're a big napoleon hill fan um any um give me some more business 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 books, Scaling Up by Vern Harnish is a really good one. I think Booking Yourself Solid, Michael, uh, I believe it's Michael Port that wrote that one, is a really, really any, good book. Any speaking books? like Speaking books. Speaking books. Uh, Fascinate by Sally Hawkshed. I don't okay. know. Again, I don't know if I'm saying all these names right. I don't know how they're spelled. Um, how about real estate? Real estate. We're talking about real estate investing. We're talking about purchasing. We're talking uh, about real just like agents. real estate, like real estate agents or real estate. I mean, I would say trying to get Gary Keller, industry. millionaire real estate agent. Obviously, is like kind of the the go to choice for people. But I'll give them I'll give them two that people don't all know. Uh, Ryan Fletcher wrote a book called okay. Defeat Mega Agents: The Fourteen Sources of Differentiation, and I would say that that book is phenomenal. That is a uh, honestly, I'll, I'll just I'll just stick with that book because that one is one that I think every real estate agent should read. Now, if you had, you're stranded on an island, you can only bring three books. What are those three books? So you need the three books that are going to get you through life. What are those? Three books to get me through life. I would go with uh, Napoleon Hill, The Laws of Success. Okay. I would go with, and that's a hard one. I would go with The Laws of Success. What else you got? It's funny. Uh, the Miracle Morning by okay. Hal Elrod. Okay. I mean, honestly, I know the book well enough. I don't know if I'd bring it. But, but if you're talking about if I like yeah, only had re- if I if I had to like rate tell someone they could only read three books in their life, that'd be on it. And then um what's my next favorite that encompasses everything? I would say 10 actual. 10 X. 10 actual Grand Cardone. Cardone. Oh, that's a good, that's a good two, three good and ones. The, and those are um then you'd so, like Ten extra yes, effort to get off the island. <laughs> yeah, variety. All right, everyone. I appreciate you being here, man. Let's give them some last advice, like your last gem, though, bro. Like your last gem that you have for the listeners. Yeah, I got. I got motivation. One last thing is you got to learn if you really, 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 and people won't all agree with this one either. But I truly believe that if you really want to learn to be successful in today's America, let's say. Uh, You've got to learn to fall in love with your mornings more than your evenings. That's good. And what I mean by that is that 
You've got to learn to get up early enough to wake up with a passion, not hitting the snooze button, but waking up because you have dreams and goals and you're excited to attack them. And you start your day with a different level of energy, just like an athlete would start by warming up. You've got to warm yourself up. They say when you light yourself on fire, people will come to watch you burn. Mm. And one of the reasons the Miracle Morning's on my list, it gives you an exact routine to start your day. And I'm not saying you have to follow that exact routine, but I believe that when you start your day in the right state, when you start your day in an empowered state, not feeling good. Feeling good is 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 almost like neutral. It's like a on a scale of one to ten, feeling good is like a six or a seven. You need to find a pattern that gets you to a twelve. Yeah, that's good. Gets you to a eleven. On yeah. a bad day, you want to be ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And before you start your day, and I believe that if you learn to love that more than your evening you start to realize there's nothing that good happening after a certain hour and those things take away even when you think they're good yeah. they take away from that morning and to me the most the most amazing thing i can do with my life uh or the most amazing thing i can do with my day is to start it right to give me the most power to make the most impact on the world around me and so for me i've learned to fall in love with my morning routine to be up early every morning to be attacking the world and, and it's not the same yeah. It's doing the same number of hours. There are people that say, you know, I'm a night person. I do that at night. I do reading at night. I do this at night. And you know what? That's an awesome thing to find a pattern. But at the end of the day, there's a difference between closing your day with something and starting your day with something. Yeah, yeah. And there's and if you don't start your day on a time that is conducive with the rest of the working world, then you're leaving opportunity on the table. And so I truly believe that you got to get up early. I'm not saying three o'clock. I'm not saying four o'clock. I'm not saying a certain hour. I'm simply saying that the act of being ready to jump out of bed and attack your day and make your dreams come true instead of laying in bed and trying to dream is the thing that I think separates the people who get what they want and the rest. Woo, that is good. That is good. Wake up, wake your butt up. Rise with the sun. I agree, man. I agree. Rise with the sun. Wow, that was good, man. I really... Not only that, don't let the sun catch you in bed. Ooh, hashtag don't let the sun catch you in bed. I love that, Aaron. And I agree, man, waking up early. And I could tell like when I go to the gym, when I'm doing things early in the morning, yoga, whatever, the day is completely different. You have time to manifest your reality, your dreams, all of that good jazz. So, Aaron, man, I really appreciate it. We could go on for days you, man. and have a discussion. It won't be the last time, I'm sure. Um, thank you for all of the experiences. I could say you're one of my friends that when we get together, we don't hang out all the time. But every time we do hang out, it's an experience. Like last night, we're two rows back at the soccer game. It's a jet. It's I got to do life, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a new adventure. So I appreciate you for that. Aaron Luden, always been a stand-up guy. Keep doing what you do. Thank you for thank taking you, the man. time. Thank you, for having me and, and anyone who's listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah, tell them where to catch you at, man. Tell them where to find you at. I mean, I'm on all social media, Aaron Luden, A-A-R-O-N-L-U-D-I-N, Facebook, Instagram. I don't really use Twitter much, but I have a handle. Oh, Probably not going to get much from me there. What's your What's your uh, businesses? Orlando Real Producers. Orlando Real Producers, Orlando Branding, and uh, that's that's what matters right now. Now, all right. So, Aaron Luden, guys, and thank you again for listening to the New Rich Podcast. Make sure you go on beingnewrich.com to purchase all of your dope merch and tune in, man. Give us five star ratings, the reviews, all of that. If you enjoy, it. appreciate you guys. Yeah. <laughs>